It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Thursday episode of Locked on Raptors, the Casey curse makes its way back to Toronto once again with the Pistons in town. It's a pretty big game for the Raptors considering what the standings are looking like. We will dig into whether or not the Casey curse will go away ever or we're just stuck with it for the rest of time as payment for the Raptors championship back in 2019. We're also going to play a little Raptors Would You Rather and dig into some very fun questions related to the playoff races, related to things in the past that it cannot be changed but perhaps we uh, can relive them uh, that's all the teas i'm going to give you that's all coming up on today's episode of locked on raptors with katie heindel from dime and dishes and dimes and probably some other sites that say dime in them let's go oh like because when i shot i expected to make it so like, i don't shoot kind of this you are locked on raptors part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1130 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, March the 3rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. And you can go and find the podcast free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. And you can find us on YouTube. Hit that big red subscribe button. It's much appreciated. And as always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. All right, let's get to it on today's show. The Detroit Pistons are in town as the Raptors look to continue a two-game winning streak and add to that. It's not going to happen. They're definitely losing to the stupid Pistons again. I guarantee it, but we are going to examine the Dwayne Casey curse. And, uh, you know, is it going away anytime soon? We have someone who I think has a good pulse on this type of stuff. It's our feelings correspondent, Katie Heindel, who is here not only to talk about Dwayne Casey, but to entertain me in a little game of would you rather in the back part of the show. Katie, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to uh, hear that. I'm glad to have you on the show today and uh, not glad to talk about the Pistons <laughs> curse because that just keeps on going. Uh, so I, I was looking up the numbers officially today uh, and the Raptors are three and eight against Dwayne Casey's Detroit Pistons since he was unceremoniously let go after getting swept by the Cavs in the 2018 playoffs. Uh, they were 3-0. The Pistons were in the first season, uh, the 2018-19 season. In the following year, they went 0-3. Uh, the Raptors actually picked up some wins in that 2019-20 year. And then it was 3-0 in 2021 and is 2-0 so far this season for the Detroit Pistons. And this year's version of the Pistons might be the stinkiest of the bunch, and it still does not seem to matter at all. Uh, Katie, 
this game has some implications. The Raptors are currently four games up in the loss column, three in actual games, but four in the loss column up on the Brooklyn Nets for the seven seed. But the six seed is kind of maybe within reach now. The Celtics are playing quite well, of course, but the Cavaliers, your beloved Cleveland Cavaliers, have lost some games recently. They're kind of looking like they're petering out just a little bit, and it seems like they could be catchable for the six seed and perhaps leave us with a Nets-Cavs 7-8 play-in. So there's some implications on the line here. You want to pick up wins against uh, what you would perceive as inferior opponents, but of course the Pistons are more or less the Harlem Globetrotters when playing the Toronto Raptors. So uh, what's your read on the state of the Dwayne Casey curse? Why, like, have you like had any theories as to why the Pistons go, like, I don't watch Pistons games, Katie. Like, I'll say that out front. I don't go and watch Pistons games in my free time. But every time I see them, I, they look like a like a legitimately wonderful basketball team, and I'm baffled that they have like 15 wins all season. Uh, what's your read going into tonight? Is there anything that could potentially change with the Dwayne Casey grip on the Raptors, or is this just something we're stuck with as some sort of karmic retribution for the rest of time? Well, the Pistons are also my beloved Pistons. I'd say probably right. more so than the Cavs. The Cavs, yeah, I don't, historically speaking, yes. The Cavs are just uh, Jared Allen. You know? <laughs> So mm -hmm. I, they're not, no offense to the Cavs, but they're certainly not my beloved team. Um, I think with the Pistons, it very much has to do with like what they've told us again and again, because they're, the guys are asked this, uh, like not just this version of the team, but like mm -hmm. rosters before, because this is such a longstanding curse. They're always asked, you know, why they play the way they do when they play in Toronto against the Raptors. And they, they say they do it for Casey, right? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, and I, I think there's something to that. There has to be, especially when you look at this Pistons team, uh, their record, right? Throughout the regular season. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I said this last time, I don't know that I'm willing to die on this hill, but I really do think that this also, this Pistons roster is more competent and technically sound than they're actually playing like. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely like some glimmers there of like better execute if the execution was a little bit more consistent or maybe a lot more consistent. <laughs> um, I don't think they necessarily belong at the bottom of the pile in the East, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. And I think that sometimes like some teams just get the Raptors number. I also think there is such a thing uh, as teams relaxing against yeah lower seeded teams. And I think the Raptors sometimes do that. And then it becomes chasing. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Pistons are pretty good at that. Like Cade Cunningham is like, he plays a very, his style of basketball is to unbalance, right? His opponents, mm -hmm. like whether that's just like something as simple as his handles, you know, and the way that he kind of brings the ball up, you just watch him. And like, that's what he sets out to do. And like the Raptors are a really rhythmic team, right? Like you, I think even you can see that in Pascal, like coming back, from the break, it's taking a little bit for him to get in his rhythm again mm -hmm. and like get in his stride. I'm not worried about it, but I yeah. think when the Pistons have that to their advantage, they're going to work to upset them. So I don't know. Um, I don't mind the curse. So again, I'm probably the wrong person to talk to about it. <laughs> I like it. I think it's deserved. Also, yeah. if it's like the price you pay for a title, it's not so bad. I think I'm also like kind of like a sicko. I'm like, yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's go a little bit more with this like Pistons <laughs> strange rule over the Raptors. I, I, I 
like there's something enjoyable about it. And, and I do have a would you rather question related to this that we'll get to later on. Uh, so I don't want to talk too much into that just yet. But I, I do think there is something a little bit endearing about uh, just being totally unable to uh, <laughs> solve this team that, you know, normally like I, shout out to like Lazarus Jackson, our pal who covers the Pistons. Uh, he he is someone I don't follow a ton of Pistons Twitter. He's certainly one of the people I do follow and kind of keep up on the team through him. And most nights when he's tweeting about the Pistons, it's just anguish. It's just, oh, my <laughs> God, this team like the Killian Hayes, like it's lost cause. And then, yeah, like they come around and the Raptors play them and they just look like, oh, this whole cohesive unit, Sadiq Bey and Cade Cunningham are going to be like the next LeBron and Wade. Like it's it's crazy, but it, it's it's the way it's the reality of the way we live. I was so before this podcast, I was getting the the thumbnail for YouTube prepped, Katie, a little put peek behind the curtain here. And I searched Dwayne Casey Raptors into my USA Today gallery to find a photo that is a fun image search because it's just Dwayne Casey looking like a demon, uh, just like looking across, doing finger guns, looking like uh, there's one where Pascal Siakam looks like he's shooting and Dwayne Casey's like staring him down, almost as if he's like shooting the curse directly into whatever shot Pascal's about to put up. Uh, it's a fun little thing. It's like, I like it because it's low stakes too, because mm. yeah, they'll lose games to the Pistons, but ultimately it doesn't really matter. And they're probably not going to come across them in a playoff series anytime soon. And so it's nice. It's not like when they were kind of in the same tier as the Chicago Bulls, for example, and couldn't beat the Bulls for like six years. It's a little bit more of a sort of harmless and fun little quirk of the NBA schedule. We'll see if they can win this game tonight. Uh, I, I made the point that it was really good that they won the two games against the Nets for the standings implications with this Pistons game on the horizon. Uh, but I should also note that, note that they play the Cavaliers on Sunday. Uh, and if they can win the games against the Pistons and Magic, which you would think they should do, there's a chance that they'll be the sixth seed before that game on Sunday against the Cavaliers. So we will keep an eye on that race and everything to go along with that. But with that, we will continue on and move into the Would You Rather section of the podcast. We've done this before. Come up with some Would You Rather situations to pose to my guests. And I will do that in just one second to Katie, who has graciously offered to uh, indulge me in my silly little game. We will do that in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach who gets fired is going to land – BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. So you're never going to go in blind when you're making your bets each night. You're going to have all the update, updated information on injuries and everything that could sway the result. And so you got to go check him out at BetOnline.net. you got to be prepared. Otherwise, you're just doing the thing that I do sometimes when I gamble. It's just, oh, I feel good about this. Yeah, let's do that. I'll bet that. And then I lose money because I'm not doing it the way you should with the help of BetOnline. And it's not just basketball. They've got hockey, boxing, and UFC. Eventually, baseball one day. you got football futures and everything in between. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
And we continue on your first listen of the day here with a little Raptors Would You Rather with Katie Heindel here. Uh, let's go with a, you know, a standard bat. These are going to get like progressively uh, less uh, realistic as we go through. But we'll start with one that actually is going to be a question of the next month and a half or so. Uh, last night, Katie, we saw a really great game between the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks pulled out at the end. Uh, really excellent high-level basketball. We also saw the Philadelphia 76ers win again with Joel Embiid and James Harden. They're very good, pretty scary. I got to say, I think those three teams comfortably are the three best teams in the Eastern Conference right now. I think most reasonable minds could agree. Uh, So my question to you, Katie, it's possible that the Raptors is a seven seed uh, or potentially a six seed. Maybe not possible, maybe downright likely that the Raptors are going to play one of these three teams in the first round of the playoffs. So my question to you is, would you rather play the Bucks, the Heat, or the Sixers in the first round? Um, I don't. I'm not ready for the Raptors to play the Heat mm-hmm. in any round. So yeah, that's out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly... Probably the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. What's the reasoning probably there? The Bucks. <clears throat> Not to say that the Sixers really threw me off that much, um, but I I like the idea of still lording over um, <laughs> <laughs> the Raptors' luck in the mm. playoffs, just based on the sample size of like you know not having to change that this season, um, mm-hmm. because I think that while the Bucks are very technically they're like technically sound team and extremely mm-hmm. competent team. Um, I think that the Raptors, assuming they're all healthy, you know, and they've kind of got like their some rest and their legs under them going into that series. I think they could outplay the Bucks, And specifically, I think they could outplay them a little bit more creatively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um it's just, yeah. I mean, what you said about betting and like feeling, I just feel, <laughs> I just feel like that would be a better matchup. And at this point in the season, like that's literally what it is because there's still so much time left between now oh, and yeah. then that like you don't know what could happen. You don't know how teams could change. So, like, as of right now, this kind of snapshot that I would take the Bucks. Yeah, I think as far as like the team the Raptors probably match up with the best, like mm-hmm. the Heat probably are it. Like they we've seen them beat them twice this season. They weren't fully healthy. They didn't have Kyle for those games, but they did beat them. And it, it does get real messy and mucky and sort of variance-based when they play the Heat because both teams zone each other up for like 48 minutes a game and it just kind of becomes who can figure out how to score through the muck the best. And that to me is kind of like a 50-50 proposition. And we saw last night in that Heat game, like the Heat offense can kind of sputter out a little bit. You know, Jimmy Butler had himself a rough game, just six points. Uh, Tyler Hero is like basically their crunch time option these days, along with Kyle Lowry. And so I I think the Heat, in theory, are probably the best matchup, but I'm with you. I don't want the uh, <laughs> like the anguish of seeing the Raptors go up against Kyle Lowry. Either having mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry uh, dissect them and pick them apart over the course of a series, which is probably what would happen, or to see the Raptors beat Kyle Lowry and end his chance at a title, I think that would also be a big-time bummer. So I'm with you on not wanting the Heat, even though I think that's probably the team that is most likely uh, gettable. 
you know, they've beaten the Bucks three times this season and they do play them quite well. They probably have more guys just by virtue of the way they build their team, more guys to throw at Giannis than any mm -hmm. other team, probably in the Eastern Conference. Like you can throw Precious, you can throw Birch as sort of like the Gasol stand in for what he used to do as that sort of backline guy. Obviously, he's not going to be Marc Gasol against Giannis, but it's in theory the same kind of role. Pascal, OG, Scotty, like that. There's there's some interesting pieces you can throw to try to mess up what and Thad Young too to, to throw, mess up what Giannis is doing, and then maybe you kind of rely on maybe their thin roster, the fact that they didn't make any sort of big deadline additions to sort of help you kind of win on the margins. But yeah, I, I think though I am totally like out on the Sixers as a potential like first round matchup. I don't want any part of that stew. I don't want uh, like Joel Embiid having to just sort of post up on whatever 6A dude he wants and scoring and dropping the bucket over anybody he wants. Like what is your thought on the Sixers so far, Katie? Like the early returns on the experiment with Harden and Embiid? They look good, but the the experiment um, kind of hinges on longevity, which mm -hmm. has been James Harden's, you know, Achilles heel yeah. in these situations. <laughs> so remains yeah. to be seen. Do you think, like, this is way too hot takey. This sounds like a Stephen A. Smith proposition. Do you think they have to win a title this year before that all goes to shit? Or no, <laughs> no, you think like they have? They might have next year oh. an opportunity. Like, like you whether think, like, James the Harden timeline of the the relationship between Harden and Embiid, which has been great so far, it seems mm -hmm. they're very happy. Is this the one window before this summer to get it done? Before potentially things go awry next season in the way that that ten things tend to do recently with James Harden and other I fellow stars. I think it really depends on the variables of like what happens this summer. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is vague, I know, but that seems to be like what James Harden responds to. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so like what, what are the new kind of super teams? Where do players move, uh, in the off season? Right. Um, I mean, theoretically, no. And I don't think that's how they should be looking at it. Right. Like it's very exciting to, to see how they're playing thus far in this like very small window and to mm -hmm. think that, yeah, maybe they're going to like take a run, uh, at the title, but, they should just theoretically get better. Yeah. Whether that bears out for James Harden, unknown. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> I, I'm both upset that Daryl Morey got his way and got James Harden after kind of calling his shot and maybe accidentally falling into it or perhaps being, uh, you know, the orchestrator of some kind of conspiracy. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure the books will be written 10 years from now as to what the hell happened with this whole thing. I but, think it's a great um, testament to romantic love and pining for something, <laughs> pining for something when all hope seems, it seems impossible. It seems mm -hmm. like this thing is never going to happen, you know, and you're never yeah. going to be with this person. And then lo and behold, you hold out long enough. There they are. I'm guessing it's Darryl not Morey... good advice to follow in your own life. <laughs> I'm guessing Daryl Morey has a framed photo of James Harden on his desk. He Do has you a think painting James of Harden... him. Yeah. Like there, I, I think it's like it's suspected. It's it, is it James Harden, but it looks a lot like James Harden in profile. But there was a picture right. when I don't know what podcast Morey did. Um, but it's like behind him in his office at home. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Do you think James Harden, A, has an office and B, has Daryl Morey photos or paintings anywhere? I don't think James Harden has an office, no. <laughs> and no, I don't, I can't think of what art James Harden probably has hung up in 
Yeah. Where is his prime? Where's his main residence at this point? L.A. I'm guessing Probably. L.A. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh. That's a, that's an episode of Cribs that I'd be uh, super fascinated to get a look at. Is what the hell does James Harden's house look like? Does he have furniture? Is it just like <laughs> is it an empty like floor plan that he just like has a little mattress in the corner on which he sleeps? Uh, that's a question for another day. Uh, I'll come up with a would you rather regarding James Harden's apartment sometime. Uh, we have a couple more would you rather's to get to Katie in just one second here. But before we do that. I do want to tell everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com. Car parts are a pain in the butt. You go to the mechanic and they usually only have one version of the part that you need. And they have then, of course, dictated the price that that part is going to run you. And you have no say in the matter whatsoever. But it's time now for you to get power back when it comes to buying auto parts because rockauto.com is right at your fingertips, baby. You can go. I'm sorry for the little jazz hands I just did there for those watching on video. But hey, that's how much I care about rockauto.com and believe in what they're doing because I hate the mechanic. I hate the feeling like you are kind of just at the mercy of the mechanic and you no longer are because rockauto.com has an easy to navigate website. You can type in the make, model, and year of your car and you can get all of the different parts that you might need. I know nothing about cars. I don't know what parts are called or anything like that. And even I can navigate the site. So I highly recommend you check it out. They've got everything you might need from, you know, brake parts and tail lamps, the important stuff, or new carpets, the less important stuff that you kind of replace seasonally, whatever it might be. They're all available at rockauto.com for a fraction of the price that you're going to pay at the mechanic. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box to know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we round out your first listen of the day. Katie, did you like the jazz hands in the ad read? Uh <laughs> <laughs> You got you got to do what you have to do, Sean. I know to you keep know it to keep yeah. it lively for yeah. yourself. Uh, it, it's just uh, just part of being on video. You gotta you know be active in the way that you present yourself. Either way, a couple more would you rather's here to run through before we round up the show, Katie. This one here relates to what we talked about at the top of the show: the Dwayne Casey curse. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is: Would you rather go back and rewatch every Raptors game against the Pistons since 2018 when Dwayne Casey was fired, or? Go back and rewatch every Raptors game from March 2021, during which they went one in 13. Uh, there are some highlights in that March 2021. You've got the all women broadcast with the Nuggets game and Kyle Lowry's, you know, theoretical final game that wasn't actually his final game. There were some moments that month. I think Malachi Flynn, Flynn won East Rookie of the Month, so you could go and watch Malachi Flynn if you really wanted to. Uh, what are you choosing here? Going back to rewatch all the Raptors-Pistons games or the Raptors games from last March? I mean, again, I'm very biased, so I will pick the Raptors-Pistons game. What, mm -hmm. a, what a nice romp down memory lane for me to, <laughs> to go and see all those different Pistons teams, you know? Um, yeah, that's uh, that's not really as torturous to me as watching March 2021 would be because 
the Kyle Lowry last game, especially, I remember what yeah. made that like so special was the post game and like being on that post game for like an hour. Yeah. And that wasn't part of the game. You know, that's right. I think yeah. all those games, <laughs> the, the all women's broadcast. Great. Honestly, mm -hmm. but that's what I remember of that time. Everything else has been like neatly compartmentalized uh, and tucked away by my brain. I think that is uh, a, a right strategy by your brain, Katie, mm -hmm. because that month sucked. And the, the all women broadcast was incredible, but it was for the only win of the entire month. And uh, it just, yeah, everything else was just wretched. The start of the month begins with them all getting COVID and having yeah. no players available. And then, you know, they get guys back, but they're not quite right. And they just can't string it together. You do get some fun Gary Trent flourishes in his first couple games after returning. You get the Norm Powell return and the Norm Powell last game all in the same week. That's interesting. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe this wasn't the most difficult one. Raptors <laughs> Pistons, just for like the the sort of sadist torture of watching it back. Like, you know, yeah, it's kind of nice. Just like, fuck me up, Dwayne Casey. Uh, <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, I, I also think going and see the i think it was the first game if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong but jose calderon had the assist on the game-winning basket i think in the first game back in toronto for Dwayne casey which was a nice little fun tie-in as well um so i think that's the answer here but it's uh you know i don't want to watch any of these games frankly uh we'll continue on the last would you rather i have for you katie is would you rather to this Raptors roster, bring any Raptors shooter from the past and plop it into the team. You can choose the shooter of your choice or any Raptors big man to plop into this team. And you hmm. get to choose the player as well. This is a tricky one, Katie. I can see the wheel spinning. Uh, what do you got for this? Would you rather? I mean, the shooter part feels a little bit like a trick question. <laughs> How, what do you mean? Do you need some clarification? Well, some parameters. I guess I don't feel like the Raptors have ever had like a hot hand, traditional hot hand lights out shooter. <laughs> so, well, um, you know, I think there's guys who date back to, you know, there, there was Danny Green was on the team. They had I wouldn't, Miles for a I while. Wouldn't, no, they had Anthony Parker, who was like a 42% three point shooter for the team. They had Jason Capono, who was only no. a shooter. These are Raptors versions of shooters. Um, so Let me go like, Raptors all-time three-point leaders. How about that? This uh, is like, again, a little bit easy for me. <laughs> uh, all-time Raptors three-point leaders. Uh, so you've got Kyle Lowry first. Morris Peterson second. Very good three-point shooter. Terrence Ross is fourth. And then, yeah, your your point uh, comes true because Andrea Bargnani is fifth at all-time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then is this assuming is this is this assuming a like skill level of the time they played with the Raptors? Yes, you're not getting the peak version of any of these players okay. unless they were at their peak with the yeah. Raptors, of course. Yeah. Um again, this is easy, and it is with the caveat that um he would get to still spend summers in Spain. Mm. But Marcus all. Yeah, I, I mean I think the team probably needs a shooter more than they need another big because they have like nine bigs that they keep to saying they don't the have any bigs, but the whole roster is bigs. Uh, yeah. it's, it's the whole thing. They're just smaller bigs, but they're all Honestly, bigs. Mark has his flourishes mm -hmm. with three-point shooting, especially in the season, his peak Raptor season that I'm thinking of. That is true. That is true. There, he's there going to net you. He's going to net you a couple. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think back to the probably the best game he ever played for the Raptors. I think, or get best two games, or games three and four against the Bucks when they start that comeback, where he was just incredible. I think he hit like six threes in the two games combined. That version of Marcus Saul. I mean, I've talked about Marcus Saul plenty recently because I've been feeling the the, the 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 void of no Marcus Saul in a, in a special way. I'm not really sure why. I think Fad Young kind of reminds me of Gasol in like some mm-hmm. weird subtle ways, and so it's kind of like made me wistful for for Mark. Um, I think he's probably the guy. I mean, the shooters thing. <laughs> you're right. It's pretty dark, man. <laughs> it's a pretty dark history. I, I could maybe see like Mike James coming back and making uh, me pretty happy if he returned uh, or something like that. But actually, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be a coward here. I know it's an either or question, Katie, but I'm actually gonna go with a both. And that is, give me Danielle Marshall. He's six foot ten. He'd be the tallest player on the team, and he was an incredible three point shooter. Uh, one time, led the Raptors in win shares over a whole season that he didn't even play the whole season with the team. That uh, speaks to both Danielle Marshall and to the two thousand three, two thousand four Toronto Raptors. But uh, I'm gonna go Danielle. Give me some uh, Danielle in the corner catching those Pascal passes. Baby, we're cooking. Yes, uh, you're going to have to play Precious Achua at the two or the one in order to make everybody uh, <laughs> get, get everybody space to get in the games. But I think that's where I'm going to land on this one. The Any other things other than paradox. What was that? Sorry. I was just going to say the perfect paradox to your question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought of Surge as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because also Surge is going to Surge three point shooting, I'd say probably a little bit more. Uh, Reliable, not reliable, more voluminous than yeah. Marcus Alls. Um, oh, more voluminous in terms of content as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's that too, right? I miss I mean, doing he's... How Hungry Are You in review, Katie, the, the great I mean, series we, that they're we back. Used to... I they're know, back. but it's not the same. It's I not know. the Raptors. I, I, I don't want to do Paul George talk. Uh... <laughs> you know, Steve Ballmer's going to be on an episode. I. That one we can review because that will be truly wild. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't I want to eat this, Serge. I don't like chicken nuggets. That's the only meat <laughs> I consume. Uh, <laughs> those two are the guys. Yeah, that's just like those two. Those two are the guys to me. Yeah. Surprised you didn't say Amir Johnson, Katie. I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah <laughs> i mean it doesn't bad for not that's fine i mean he, he, he would kind of continue the run of all of the bigs on the team not being able to really shoot so maybe that doesn't fit you know his perfect skill set I, I will say now he's looking good yeah yeah i will say i think probably the correct answer here and it's like wishing big but if you got, and maybe this is cheating, but if you got the Heat version of Chris Bosh on this team, which I think was like that sort of a cheating, this is it cheating? Because was yeah, he a lesser you, player? You've already said no. You already said that you get them at their Raptors peak. Yeah, you're right. But I feel like <laughs> if he's a lesser player, I guess he wasn't a lesser player. He was just a lesser scorer, but it was a better player in every other facet. So yeah, I can't take Chris Bosh from the Heat. Um, but even then, like Chris Bosch from you know the the late part of his Raptors career on this team, catching pick and pops from Pascal, 
I can mess with that. Uh, it probably he wasn't a very good defender at the time, so that would probably uh, you know put some holes in the armor. But uh, I feel like that's a pretty good place to leave this one off, Katie. Uh, thank you so much for indulging me in this fun little off day game of Would You Rather, and also in some curse talk. Uh, do you have anything that the good people out there should go and read or listen to or uh, whatever it might be? Uh, go ahead and plug away. Thanks. Uh, I'm recording the next episode of Basketball Feelings, the Basketball Feelings podcast, mm -hmm. um, later this morning with a very special guest. So that Ooh. will be out for subscribers next week on Tuesday. Awesome. So you can listen to that if you're a subscriber. And if you're not, you can subscribe at basketballfeelings.com. Go subscribe to Basketball Feelings as a subscriber. It is the best $7 I spend every month. I get so happy when I get the little notification. It's like your, <laughs> your payment has been processed for Basketball Feelings. And I know I've signed myself up for another month worth of feelings goodness. So go and check that out. Uh, you can also check out Katie and I's other podcast, uh, Basketball. Really fun episode coming out today. Might already be out uh, with Keith Parrish from Fast Break Breakfast talking all about the Memphis Grizzlies who freaking rule. Uh, so go <laughs> and listen to that. You can support our Patreon page as well at patreon.com slash basketball with two H's in the uh and uh, go do that. You can also find this podcast wherever you get your podcast for free on the podcast apps and on YouTube. So please go subscribe there. It's always very much appreciated. We'll be back again tomorrow to break down Raptors Pistons. Surely a loss. Of course, it's just the way it's going to be. We'll dig into what went wrong and uh, with whether, you know, Dwayne Casey's grip has gotten even uh, tighter over the course of the time of the curse. That will be on tomorrow's episode to round out your week. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you then with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Bye-bye. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.